Hello and welcome to episode 26 of season 3 of the Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Our Normally our tradition is to begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week with the best score in prom or song format. But um, this week this is a little bit of a faster episode because we have a very short turnaround between these FA Cup fixtures and the new game week which is now a double game week 29. So, um, quick little summary of our game weeks. Kylie was definitely the queen of game week 28. She finished on 44 points net, so 48 minus 4. Myself, I landed up on 36 points. That's uh, 40 minus 4. And Marzi ended up with a pathetic 28 points. And Liverpool losing to Watford. So, um, the less said about the last game week, the better, Marzi. Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Everybody got their full score plus the minus 4. I get 28. Can you be clear? I was 32 minus 4. My yeah. players actually scored 32 points. Thank yeah. you. No problem at all, Maris. I'm all glad right. you got that in there. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm in the top 100 now. I'm finally making my move. Yeah, not the top 100 overall, though, no. Uh, obviously not. I would be a little more excited if that <laughs> yeah. was the case. I Just... think I'm on about 88k. That's good, so though. I'm moving. Good. You're yes. moving on up. Um, and speaking yeah. of moving on up, our top five for the after game week 28 is Luke Burgess is in top spot still on uh, lukewarm. His lukewarm F1 FC team is on 1758 points. Behind him is Glory Glory Man United. Francis Mahan's team makes me say that every week and I hate it. Uh, 1732 Park Rangers. Matthew Biggs team is in third. Saved by Dibble, that's Jeff Holt's team, is in 17 and 1,705 points. And what is that? Rockers, Rockers, 77, that's M. Obad Jabir's team, is on 1,702 points in fifth spot. So um, a few new new faces there in our top five, but well done to all of those. Um, as I mentioned, this podcast is a bit of a quick one um, because we are about to launch again into double game week 29. And Marzi, you're going to give us a quick breakdown of what has happened with the FA Cup fixtures and to do with the rescheduling of fixtures. Yeah, so unless you've been, uh, your head is under the sand or you're hiding because of the coronavirus, you should know by now that Arsenal and City have a double game week. Basically, the Arsenal, uh, the City Arsenal game is being rescheduled for next Wednesday. So it'll be part of uh, game week 29, which is why we're referring to it now as double game week 29. Arsenal play West Ham at home and then City away. And then City play United away and then uh, Arsenal at home. So. You know, it's a nice uh, mini double game week. We'll touch, Carly will touch on it later. But for uh, for the other purpose of today, we're also going to be looking between 29 and 31. So 31 is the the big blank game week of uh, this season where the FA Cup uh, games will be played now. So this is what we know so far. The games that are definitely going ahead are Burnley versus Watford, uh, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace uh, and Wolves versus Bournemouth. Right now, as we record, at the moment, it's uh, Tottenham are drawing with Norwich. But basically, whichever, whichever team uh, loses will have a game. Um, uh, so there's one more game. So that makes it, makes it uh, four games. One, two, three, four. Four games for blank game week 31, which, uh, you know, 
could have an effect on a lot of people if you don't have uh, uh, if you if you know if you're planning to free hit or work out etc. And we're going to touch on it. Obviously, the fact that Liverpool uh, lost to Chelsea makes it might might make it easier for people because a lot of us have three Liverpool players. So that's how it stands right now. Um, we'll know by the end of the record which game is going ahead. Is it uh, Norwich Everton or is it uh, Tottenham West Ham? And we'll let you know. Nice one, Mersey. Um, we'll come back to you later on on those ones when we when we find out those final scores. Uh, Kylie, what's your thinking? A lot of people, of course, are very excited. Whenever there's a double game week, um, it does tend to get a lot of people going and definitely making a few more transfers, maybe for a few hits. But um, how are you feeling about this double game week? Are you kind of underwhelmed or are you, along with the rest of us, excited? Uh, maybe just whelmed, if- 10 things I hate about you lovers will get that reference. Um, yeah, I, I feel like double game weeks capture everything that is heightened about fantasy football because we go through all of this craziness to, to try and get these players in and invariably, certainly over the last couple of seasons, end up wildly disappointed. So I'm not sure entirely how I feel about this one. Um, and perhaps that's because of the short notice. Obviously, we knew that this was a distinct possibility, but um, my focus has largely also been on on what's going to happen with 31 as perhaps the, the bigger kind of thing that I was looking at. Um, I think that there's still, because of the fact that these teams have the capacity to score goals, there is potential for people to do well, but the con- the major concern is that we're, we're looking at two teams that outside of perhaps one player in each uh, are really prone to rotation. So it makes it extra challenging when we're talking about a, a double game week and, and which options to go for, particularly as people are really starting to settle in on, on form players that they want to bring in that are outside of uh, Arsenal and City and perhaps also because both Arsenal and City are confirmed blanks in 31 as well, so there's other ramifications. Um, I guess I in, in looking at it, I feel like it's so much team dependent. You know, if you aren't intending to play your free hit in 31, and we are going to touch on that more shortly when we look at, at chip strategies to, to navigate the blanks. Um, but if you're one of those people that aren't, then you're going to have to be transfer conscious over the next couple of weeks because there is a very short period between the double and, and the blank. Um, the mo- two most popular options are going to be KDB and Aubameyang. And that's because of their capacity to get points, but also the perception that they are the more nailed options in in each of those teams. KDB, for instance, has had a full rest this evening. Um, And so, you know, I think that everybody is going to be scrambling to get them in. Many will already have them in because certainly KDB's ownership is very high. Aubameyang's ownership is quite high as well. And a lot of people would have benched in the knowledge that this may come to pass. So I think it becomes tricky to get one of those in if you don't already have both of them, depending on the structure of your team. Most people, I'm assuming most people have KDB, and if you don't have KDB, he's probably the one you really need to prioritise from my perspective. Um, Outside of that, if you don't have a Bamiyang and you're looking at trying to get a Bamiyang in, and you don't have perhaps an Aguero who you may decide 
because he's played tonight that you don't want to have, or if you have a Firmino or a Vardy or someone like that, that is a semi-premium option, it's very difficult to bring him in. So um, my team, I have Calvert-Lewin, Ings and Jimenez, and I think that's relevant for quite a lot of people because they would be reasonably highly owned options at the moment. Uh, So it's probably indicative of a lot of people who don't have a premium asset up front. And the big question for people in that position is, do we really want to take a hit to remove one of those players to bring in someone for one one double game week? Obviously, Arsenal have a couple of other good fixtures, but it's, it's still somewhat unappealing if you have to do major surgery on your team. Other people will have Mares, and there'll be people who have Aguero. And I think if you have them in situ, like it's fine. I would absolutely play them, but I wouldn't be wanting to bring them in. You've then got people who are looking at Saka, and I think he's a worthy choice if you have perhaps a Hayden or a Dendonka or someone like that in your team that's just kind of sitting on the bench and never really comes in when they deliver points. It could be worthwhile, even though he's reverse out of position, who effectively, um, he's still been getting assists, so he's not a not a bad one. So in all, looking at all of this, I'm here struggling, thinking I've got De Bruyne. I want a bit more of the action, but I really don't want to dismantle my team. What am I going to do? I'm now starting to think about the uber differential that is Pepe, and I'm feeling like, is that absurd enough to maybe be interesting? You know, there's this perception around him that he's a little trolly and certainly unreliable, um, that his minutes have been inconsistent and far from exceptional, you know. But in fact, having had a look at him, He has played the majority of the last seven quite consistently and and 90 minutes in most of those matches other than missing out against Burnley a couple of weeks ago. And he has proven to be somewhat of a flat-track bully. So in terms of the returns that he's had, he's delivered returns against Newcastle, Everton, this week's opponent, uh, West Ham. He got a goal and assist in the reverse fixture. He's also delivered against Bournemouth and Villa, to name a few. So... You know, there's some potential in in that. And I guess I wanted to have a quick look at him compared to Mares because I think that makes for a viable comparison there. You know, they're not that dissimilar in terms of price and also this idea of sort of rotated potential, you know. Um, we're not talking about a super stable option versus someone who's a bit precarious. And actually, Pepe comes out looking good. So over the last four matches that they've each played, so not game weeks, um, Pepe's played 351 minutes to Mara's 269. Um, he's got a goal and three assists. Now they were in the last two games. And uh, Mara's has one assist. His goal involvement is 44%, uh, 44% compared to 25% for Mara's. And in terms of his threat, he's had seven attempts, which is just a little less than the eight that Myers has had. But critically, four of those were shots on target. He had two blocked. Myers has had one shot on target, five blocked out of those. Um, Pepe has had one big one big chance, which he scored, none for Myers, and his shot accuracy is 57% versus 12.5% for Myers. They are absolutely line ball on the creativity. 
front. They've both created 10 chances, three of which were big chances. However, that culminated in three assists for Pepe and the one for Mares. So I know that there's a lot of people that are a bit put off by Pepe and he's definitely punty, no question about it. But I think if you are inclined to invest in the double game week and you do not have the ability to get to Aubameyang, I am not by any measure suggesting that Pepe is cover for Aubameyang, but I think he's a viable alternative to someone like Mares if you have the appetite for risk and you're not getting rid of someone in your team that maybe is playing in 31 or whatever. Kylie, just that out of interest, and, I, and by the way, I completely agree with your um, your thoughts about about it. I think um, it, it, as well as team dependent is 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 or are yeah. dependent on what you want about the mini league. You know, if you want to attack it, this this is a good chance with, you know, it's Aguero and Aubameyang here we're talking about two of the best strikers we have in the Premier League. Yeah. Last year, I I tri- tri- uh, triple captain Aguero, and he got a hat trick against Arsenal in the first game. Um, and nothing in the second. So, well, that was enough. And uh, <clears throat> I think Aubameyang has a good record against West Ham. Oh, he, he loves scoring in those games. But um, let, just just as you mentioned, you know, I agree with you. If you don't have um, a premium striker. So I have Aguero. I kept him. So my, my, my choice now is do I want to bring Aubameyang for him or alongside him? But I agree where you said if you don't have a premium striker, it's difficult because, you know, you've got... Him and, uh, Wolves are playing uh, at home to Brighton. Uh, if you have still Vardy, they're playing at home to Villa. If you have... Uh, now, Ings is the question for me, at home yeah. to Newcastle. With his form, would you would you look at removing Ings? But any move to get I've from Ings to Aubameyang, unless you have money, would require minus four. Yeah, it's really tough because I actually did look at my front line and think, okay, the one that I would be willing to sacrifice here would be mm. Ings. Um, in my particular instance, although I have 3.5 in the bank, that's still about 0.5 short of, of what I would need for Aubameyang. And if I had that in the bank, I would just do it, right, because it's Aubameyang, um, despite all of my frustrations with him, he is absolutely, him and KDB are great options for this week. Um, I wouldn't want to do it for a hit, though, and also critically because I'd be taking Ings out and then I'd be taking someone else out in my team that I'm happy mm. with as well. Exactly. That's the thing. Ings, that. could, Ings if, uh, which I believe he is now fully fit, well, we haven't heard otherwise, and he played the last Absolutely. 15 minutes, he could still you know, return against Newcastle. Newcastle have not been... Um, now, to, to to the same point, with Pepe, who would you take out to bring Pepe in? Because he's not cheap. Because I would not advise anybody to take any Liverpool players out. Playing. The, the good thing is with Liverpool, actually, the one good thing is it's an early kickoff. If we get early, game, um, early team news and we realise that either, for some strange reason, Salah or Mane are being benched, then we have a choice to make, which I doubt that. I think Liverpool are going to go yeah. full, full strength. They... They need to, to get back onto winning ways. There's plenty of time before the Champions League game. But who would you take out to bring to bring um, Pepe in, who's about 9.5, I believe, or something like that? He's what what player would you point, look at? I think he's 9.2. I would actually be, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I'd actually be tempted to take out Bruno um, because now this is less to do with OR and more to do with uh, Mini League. 
based on some insider knowledge that I have about my opponents. Um, but uh, he's playing City. He could absolutely deliver. We know that City's defence is really suspect. Um, but we know that he is not going to be playing in 31. So the reality is that, um, you know, while I like having him in my team, um, do I need to? Ha do I absolutely critically need to have him uh, over the next couple of weeks? No, um, I'm very happy to keep him there. But would I mind to punt on Pepe in that position? No, probably not. Now it is a risk, but mm. it's a yeah. for free, for free, not a hit. I would not do it for a hit, but yeah. for free, it might be the kind of risk I'm I'm willing to gamble on to get an extra stake in the game week. Yeah. They do have Norwich after as well. I always try to look at it as a block. So Arsenal have Norwich at home after the blank, if you do hold them. Uh, I'm not sure who Fernandez is playing. But OK, now that's a fair point. It's just when I, was at it, as well. mm, when I was looking at it. When I was looking at it, apart from the premium, which is, which is um, you know, your City and your Liverpool players, I can't get to Pepe without taking one of them out. And I'm not doing that. So I was just interested to see, I guess, yeah, people who have Bruno or maybe a Madison and some money. Uh, yeah. can, can can look at it cool um, Marzi the one of the we wanted to talk about the different setups people are obviously in different situations as you mentioned people have different obviously different teams and different needs at this point of the season but also people have different kind of amounts of chips left some people have the full house other people have just the wild card left or say a free hit or your um, your triple captain chip um, but what is the if you, if you you personally I know you have your wild card and I know you have all your chips still intact, but not really wanting to stick too much with your team. Mm. But like, what is the kind of strategy that you can see lining up best for people now who do have all those chips left? I think if you have look, I think if you have all your all your chips, it, it becomes then a choice now right now because we're so close to thirty one. On what have you decided to do up to now? And you look at your team. I mentioned earlier, you have three Liverpool players. Most of us do. Uh, some of us have even three Wolves players. So that's six players. Um, if, then if you've been building up to 31 to try and avoid using the free hit, you might already have seven or eight players. Uh, with, if Norwich gets knocked out, you might have Everton players as well. If, if Tottenham get knocked out, you might have a, a West Ham or a Tottenham player. Um, then with that in mind you don't then need to waste your free hit for game week 31 then you have a choice i could free hit in 29 maybe but then for me personally i i don't like taking play, free hitting when informed players are playing against in in a game that they could also bang in and bring in other players because i i just believe it's it's like for like it's it's what we call a sideways move in transfers so Yes, if you want, again, it really depends on your on, on where you are. Again, OR, mini league, etc. But what if you want to attack that game week and go with six players uh, from City and Arsenal, and then uh, with the free hit, then pick up some of the players that we just mentioned. You know, Wolves have a good game, uh, Southampton have a good game, Leicester have a good game, uh, Liverpool have a good game. You can have a good team. But it just depends which players you're taking out. And don't forget, when you have a free hit, you have you go back to your team in 30. Now, if you have not been building for 31 and you have only, let's say, three Liverpool players, you might have to consider using a free hit. So that's where the free hit would come in. And then you have a choice between wildcarding now 
all thinking, okay, with a couple of moves, as we mentioned with what Kylie said, you, I don't want to rip my team up. I'm happy with my team. I can bring in maybe one City player, maybe one Arsenal player, and then wildcard after the blank game week or even into the blank game week. Um, so th- th- the, the last option you have is if you keep your free hit with 31, then you have a choice. Do I free hit on a game, double game week 34 or double game week 37? Because that's where if you don't free hit in 31, it needs to be in a double game week. That, that goes without saying. And if you don't do it in 29, that leaves 34 and 37. From the information that we have, based on, on the teams and the structure and the fixtures, we believe that 34 is not going to be that huge. And again, you can follow Ben Krellin on Twitter and he has detailed all of that. But we believe it's going to be what happens is most of the games will actually move from the weekend to midweek. So it becomes a single game week, but with a couple of double uh, teams that have a double game week. 37 is meant to be the biggest. Now, we know by the end of the season, sometimes you could have a lot of rotation. So you could either wildcard just before 37 with a bench boost in mind, or you can free hit in 37 and bench boost in 34, build it, put in your wildcard in 31. So you have a lot. And then if you still have the triple captainship, you can use it wherever you didn't use uh, a chip. It, there's so many different options. It really depends on your team setup, on the information. What I would say as well is you need, like, we know today so far what's happening. We will get the the draw soon and we'll tell you who's getting who. And then um, then we will know more where the fixtures will fall, who's going to play when. We also, in game week 32, will find out where the, the, the teams will go. So we'll find out about 34 and 37 and we'll have more information. So if you will set, if you are well set up, Sometimes waiting that little bit might be helpful. But if you are far behind and you want to attack it, there's absolutely nothing wrong. And I'm still considering it. I'm about 300k or something along that line right now. And I'm thinking of, I'm really strongly thinking about wildcarding into this week, giving me four, five double game week players plus my team that I'll have from now until 31 uh, and, and beyond. And then decide to free hit in 34 or 37, just just to give the the guys an idea of what of of, of what I'm thinking. And I will have mm, 10 to 11 players for game week 31 with that with that with that move. So that's that's where I think if you all have all the chips, that's the kind of thinking you need to be looking at and and how and how it falls. Excellent info. Thanks, Mini Marzi. Um, Kylie, you're going to cover off the people who maybe are there in my boat, basically, where they've already burnt that wild card, but they do have those remaining chips. So um, what's your thinking? How does your strategy differ from Marzi if you don't have that wild card anymore? I don't necessarily think that it needs to differ hugely. I think the considerations are still largely the same. It's just that you... You really have to be more transfer conscious um, and really on top of the kind of moves that you're you're going to make and the ramifications. So this season is quite different to previous seasons in that I feel like there have been a lot of early wildcards um, among, you know, very active uh, players in the community where traditionally... Top quality managers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Um, usually we'd see people doing it bang before the, the bench boost in that very traditional manner, and we haven't seen that as much this season, um, largely because it's been so unpredictable. So a lot of people have had success from doing the early wild card. Um, I think it goes one of two ways, and this really 
is consistent with what Mars was saying for people who have all of their chips. So it really depends on the situation that you're in. If, if you've played your wild card and you're looking at your team now, aware of the teams that are playing in 31 and you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, I can get to maybe eight, nine would be amazing players in 31. I'm looking okay. You know, then I would say don't play your free hit. All right. I think if you can avoid playing your free hit in 31, all the better, right? Because you really just, I think, without having the wild card, it would be just so ideal to be able to maximize one of those double game weeks by by having that. But it is largely dependent on your team. Based on how the fixtures have fallen, there will be a lot of people in that situation who do have um, a couple of Wolves players, maybe three. They've got three Liverpool players. They possibly have Pope. They may have Saar. And they've got a couple of transfers that they can make in the lead up to 31 to get them to, say, eight or nine. And I think that that is – obviously, having a full team is ideal, Right but not if it means bringing in absolute dross players just for the sake of it. If you can get to eight or nine, I think you're in a good position because outside of those, given the teams that are playing, it's probably crap players, and I don't think that it's worth free hitting. So if, if you've, say, six at the moment or something, you know, um, you don't have to – you don't have to burn that uh, free hit chip in 31. You can kind of still still keep going. Um, and in that situation, I would definitely want to be playing the, the free hit in either the 34, which looks to be a little bit strange, or as Mars said, maybe the 37. Um, and you can kind of alternate, play your bench boost for one, play your free hit for the other. The benefit of the delayed bench boost, I guess, is that you've more weeks to build out your team with free transfers, but you do run that risk of uh, higher rotation. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the reality is you just, in this scenario, without the wild card, you it's absolutely all achievable. It's just that you need to really stay on top of what you're doing. The other situation, of course, is if you're one of the people who does not, in fact, have a lot of Wolves or Liverpool players, and even with transfers, you're really going to struggle. Like, there are people who only have, say, four of these uh, these players at the moment, and that includes Liverpool. Um, so if you're in that situation and, and we're going into 29 and you're probably distracted by double game week 29 and then there's two games until 31 it's going to be very hard to field an adequate team in that situation and part of the problem is if Liverpool for instance had not progress um you know had not been knocked out and they weren't playing then we might have all just sat here and said you know what I've only got five players screw it I'm not going to free hit because I don't think that there'll be enough of a gain by filling my team with you know Watford players like Messina and stuff um whereas there will be people who will be able to put out reasonably strong teams. So you are going to be up against that. And I think in that scenario, then you probably do have to play the free hit because teams like Wolves, players like maybe Saar, you've got um, Liverpool, all of these guys, they are capable of delivering high returns and you could really be left behind. So the, the key difference in that situation is then that you, you're probably going to have to play your free hit in, in 31 
The benefit, I suppose, of free hitting in 31 is you can look at your team right now and go, well, actually, you know what? I don't have to worry about 31. I'm going to go all in on this double game week 29. Uh, the players that I'm bringing in are Arsenal and City players. Um, you know, do I want to have them for a little while? They're going to have double game weeks coming up. You know, there's so you might decide that you're going to hold them for the longer haul, which as someone without a wild card is quite beneficial. Um, so it does give you the opportunity to, to perhaps play a little harder on the, the double game week 29 because you don't have to think about 31. But again, it does mean that when you get past 31, you really are going to have to maximise your transfers so that you can try and make the most out of these double game weeks. What I would say at this point is that we can't, we have an idea of who's going to have double game weeks. We don't know which way they'll fall. Um, we don't know which combinations. We're not sure which double game week we want to free hit or bench boost. It's all up in the air. So very much so just look at So that's a good team. time. It's a good time to tell you the FA Cup draw because it has an impact actually already. Uh, yeah. So the, the draw is um, City are playing Newcastle, which means that the game week 34 City-Newcastle game is now postponed to the midweek, which means in game week 34, City highly unlikely to have a double game week because their game just moves to the midweek. In fact, they won't have a game, uh, 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 a double. Yeah, they will have a single. I'm quoting. I'm quoting uh, the legends then. So Sheffield United are playing Arsenal. Newcastle are playing City. Uh, Tottenham or Norwich will play Derby or Manchester United, and Leicester City are playing Chelsea. So this is the um, this is the, the 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 draw. But what we know already is that the City game, because they were playing Newcastle, means City will not have a double, which I think is actually a good thing for people who maybe already have some City players and they don't want a wild card. They don't want a free hit right now, or they don't want a free hit, etc., because they know they keep their city players, and you don't need to overinvest in city players. You don't need to worry about them, yeah. thinking about them. They not, they don't have a double. You have your city players, you keep them. And um, Marzi, the mentioning there about free hit. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I think looking at it at the moment, I'm very happy with my team, and I, I'd actually prefer the free hit chip is um, I'd be more worried if I didn't have a free hit chip mm. because looking at the blanks and navigating them than the lack of a wild card at the moment. But for those people who don't have um, the free hit chip, yeah. what way would you be looking at adapting the strategy that we've laid out so far? I think you absolutely need to make a decision uh, of when you want to free hit. And I would, I would be looking at one of the double game weeks. And uh, just, look, if you don't have the free hit, then you, most likely, and I would hope that you're somebody who has already thought about it and with the wild card has brought in players that you know are big teams, that they're going to keep progressing in the cup and you're going to have players that will have doubles. Um, I, I actually think if you don't have a free hit right now, that you, you either do it in 34 or 37 because you have more time right now to get in those players and build... And, um, sorry, to, to, sorry, you have time to continue uh, normally attacking the other game weeks and you don't have to worry about a double. You don't have to worry about um, which one do I need to use it in. Does that make sense? So you you focus on around the, around the doubles. I have breaking news that is yeah. important. Uh, ben Dinnery 
Pep reveals the absence of Kevin De Bruyne this evening was due to a shoulder injury. No guarantees that the Belgium star will be available for Sunday's Manchester derby. That's what Mars has decided to wildcard on the spot. <laughs> oh my I've God. decided to free hit on the spot. Had, I think I just had a heart attack. <laughs> I think you found your way to get Pepe into your team, Kylie. Uh, um, but, not the way I wanted. Yeah. No, no. Oh, be, good um, God. Yeah, but but I, I had, funny enough, when you guys were mentioning that, because I didn't know the matches tonight that he wasn't playing, but when he was rested... In the um, when he was rested in the what was that match we were the the most recent one that the, oh yeah, the cup final yeah. sure the Carling Cup final against um, Villa, but when he was rested in that and rested tonight I went that's kind of peculiar that he's rested in the two matches yeah. in a row, but um, that that's obviously the reason why. Oh, um, that that will definitely cause a lot of head scratching and a lot of um. And this is why kids we don't make early with moves. With a double, this is why we do not make mm. early moves. But yeah, you know oh, what? It might make it a lot easier to move from KDB to say Mares, and then from Vardy or something to Aubameyang though with the double. But anyway, absolutely, we'll, um, yeah, we shall yeah. see. It's gonna be interesting. Mm. We shall Those see. Those who don't but, have KDB, uh, the... I'm loving it right now. By the way, yeah, absolutely. Seeing everyone it. panic. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, shall we do some uh, fire, fire, fire round questions? Or oh, is there more? Yeah. Is there more to? Uh, we've done no, all the chips. I no, think no, I think that's chips, good. Uh, I mean, the triple captain but I think um, pretty much. I mean, I think everyone, everyone has. Um, well, if they don't have the triple captainship, it's it's debatable how much value it is half the time because I think people hold on to it and think it's going to be absolutely fabulous and it rarely ends up that way. But but um, yeah, no, I think we're ready, Marzi, to take it into our um, rapid fire round. I don't think I am. I'm. Like the human equivalent of that this is fine dog meme in the burning house. That is literally me right now. <laughs> Maybe I should not tell you that Norwich have taken the lead against Spurs then. Oh, God. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> well, cruel, at the moment, cruel at, the, <laughs> at the moment, they have it yet, but let's see. <laughs> right. Oh, so uh, we have some uh, few questions and we'll quickly go through them. So... Kaza at FPL underscore Kaza. What are the priorities for the next two to three game weeks? I've ignored Bruno and that's burnt me. Do we just buy Bruno now and ignore fixtures or wait and get the new, the, get the game with 31 players once FA Cup is done? What do you think, Don? Because you got Bruno. So that's an interesting one. It's always, I find, I find it is a little bit of a trap when I try to be too clever and look a bit ahead. And I do understand it is all to do with your chips and kind of what you've got left at this stage of the season. But Bruno for me is probably the form player in the league. I got him in for Mares last week. I thought Mares wasn't going to be, or Mares, do you hear me? Marshall. Um, I got him in for him last week thinking he wasn't going to play um, for a hit and he returned. I think he's, I personally don't want to be without him for the few game weeks we have before 31. Um, and personally, his price tag isn't so much that I won't be able to kind of swallow it up um, or even just take him out for the blank game week 31. So personally, I would move on him now and I wouldn't really look back and then just deal with it in 31. He wouldn't be a player that I'd be avoiding. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but I'll, I'll just add uh, one caveat. It really, right now, at this stage, depends on the setup you have and what you want to do. If you're free-hitting or you have enough players, absolutely agree with you, Don. If you don't, then I think you need to really consider over the two games versus a player that's going to give you three games or, or a blank or whatever, or, or a non-blank, 
and then make that decision. That's the only thing that I would say. It depends on, on, on the actual setup, but overall, I agree with you. Form should trump um, the fixtures. Yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, Kylie, I'll come to you on this one. Pushkar, at Pushkar P99. Have we reached a stage when we should only focus on teams having something to play for and avoid teams that may be on the beach? It's a good question. So he gives an example. Southampton already on the beach, question mark. Even Leicester, despite so much to play for, question mark. On the flip side, should we focus on Watford, Brighton, etc., irrespective of fixtures? So do you go for teams that have something to play for? Do you think some teams are already on the beach? I think it's a little bit early to be making assumptions about on the beach because um, while realistically a lot of the, those teams, the likes of Southampton, for instance, you know, we assume are, are fine, but mathematically speaking, there's still plenty of time for, for things to happen in the league. So I don't think that it's that they're on the beach. But what I would say is, conversely, there are certainly teams that do have more to play for. Uh, and more urgency, and that's really apparent in terms of the relegation battlers and perhaps teams that are still an outside chance of trying to make a push for Champions League. So because technically they can achieve those things and they are strongly motivated or should be strongly motivated to do that, so there is a case for looking at those. You know, examples like Watford, um, they've shown recent uh, – they had a really good run. Saar then got injured. They lapsed in form. Then they've come back and looked good. So we've seen throughout the seasons that uh, teams like that can absolutely provide really, really good value. And I think looking at motivation from this point on makes a lot of sense. I just probably wouldn't completely disregard teams um, because of a perception that they might be on the beach when, in fact, they may just be a little bit out of form, um, particularly if they have some good fixtures. I wouldn't be racing to kick them out, but I would certainly monitor them. So Southampton could be one. Uh, Leicester are problematic or have been problematic. I would absolutely be keeping an eye on them. Um, but they still have something to play for. They just look pretty underwhelming at the moment. So do keep in mind motivation. Absolutely do some bargain basement shopping. There are some of those teams that I probably still wouldn't touch. Uh, Brighton, for one, look quite uninspired to me, and I wouldn't be shopping there. Even though they are in the mix for relegation, I think that there are other better options. And uh, certainly it is from this point onwards that we should be starting to keep an eye out for signs that teams might be going on the beach. Though I think maybe we're not entirely there just yet. Thank you, Kylie. That's uh, a fair answer. Except not rapid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever. Uh, Right. Um, Let's look for other questions. We had uh, uh, Bikesh Shreta at Shreta underscore LFC basically uh, showing off that he forgot the deadline and got 40 points. So I told him he was a show off. uh, well, no, he actually asked the question, uh, missed out on Doherty points as that was my only sub. I was looking for deadline, still worth getting him, I think so. Doherty's, uh, I mean, four weeks ago, it was a choice between Bolly and Doherty. I mm-hmm. took, took Bolly over Doherty, despite having enough money, and the rest was history. So don't make my mistake and get Doherty because he's also not blanking, and Wolves have some brilliant fixtures 
and they are playing well. Right, um, Jonathan Stark at J Star uh, Strike One. Uh, assuming Arsenal get a double game week, which we now we do know they have, who would you sub for Uber, Ings or Vardy? Um, I personally, well, if you can afford it, Ings. Um, they uh, mentioned in a previous pod that um, the Jimenez, Ings, and Vardy front line looked like it was going to be kind of hard one to beat for value and for fixtures um, for the for, for the foreseeable basically. But Ings and Southampton just don't look like they're. Um, Ings is definitely, I think, a bit of a streaky player, and um, he's not really inspiring me too much at the moment. Mm. I'd um, every time DCL scores, it pretty much puts a dagger through my heart because I'm looking at Ings there, and mm. he's like the red-haired stepchild in comparison <laughs> to the golden boy. But um, no offense to any red-haired Vardy? people out there, and, and God help you if you're a stepchild. Apologies. Um, <laughs> But Vardy's injury, yeah, he, he isn't. But he isn't. But if I if I had money and I was going, I'd prefer to have Vardy, who looks who Rogers seems positive is going to be playing against Villa. Um, I'd rather have Vardy and Aubameyang front line than having a Aubameyang and Ings front line. Put it that way. I um, I agree with you. I like Vardy, and I think Vardy. We are going to see the baby celebration this season. I'm, I'm, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen, Kylie. It's going to happen. Uh, He's right. going to retire over the summer, and that will just never, ever happen. This thing we've all waited for. Uh, by the way, the Tottenham-Norwich uh, game has gone into penalties, and so far Tottenham have scored one and Norwich have missed one. Um, just, I'll keep you updated with what's happening there. Uh, right, uh, Jonathan Strack asks another question. How many hits are okay to bring in double game week players if you are going to have to transfer them back out for game week 31 blanks? I assume he's talk- this question came after we heard about the announcement. So what do you think, guys? Like, normally I would say, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm fine with hits. I don't like more than minus four. Uh, but sometimes on a double game week, a minus eight, if you're taking out players that are out of form or playing or injured, so they're not going to play, and you're bringing in players that are giving you two games, I, I'm not too against the minus eight, but I wouldn't go too crazy more than that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it depends on the, the team's playing and how massive the improvements are to your team, i.e., as you said, if you've got a major injury and you're sort of reshuffling funds to to improve it maybe but in in the context of this particular game week I'm I really would not be taking a minus eight I just don't uh I don't think it's worth it I mean look at you know hindsight will show us that it would have been worth it for someone but it's just really difficult to pinpoint who that is a minus Mm. four would be the maximum I think yeah 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 now that KDB has gone I mean Uber is much easier to get to Cool. Well, that's that's all the questions. So thank you, guys. We did ask for specific questions, and the guys did stick to it because we really wanted to focus on the double game week uh, 29 and blank game week 31. Over to you, Don. Thanks, Mersey. Um, fantastic hosting there. Um, our last segment of the show, as always, is our captain pick. Um, with the double game week, it's always interesting because generally we do go with one of the double game week players. But is that going to be the case with Liverpool, of course, at home to Bournemouth? I'll come to you first, Kylie. Um, who are you going to be captaining, likely to be captaining in double game week 29? 
at this point, I might as well just Captain Rico. I mean, like my plans have just gone up in smoke. I was going to be captaining Kevin, my reliable Kevin. Um, and now I'm completely freaking out because I have no idea what to do. So I don't know is the short answer. Currently, he's the only double game week player that I have. So him not playing is nothing short of disastrous. Um, I haven't a freaking clue what I'm going to do. Salah is a fallback. I, 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 I hate to bring you even worse news. But at the moment, Norwich are beating Spurs 3-2 on penalties. Spurs missed two two penalties whilst we were talking. You are such a liar. You I do not need to, to bring me I bad s- news. I swear. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're enjoying this. I'm just going to go cry in a corner. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Spurs have to score. Pretty Boy Todd just scored. Spurs have to score the next one and Norwich has to miss it. Uh, for, for... Of course, of course, Todd scores the penalty. Yeah, the to penalty. Knock himself out. And don't That's forget, in my opinion, in my points. opinion, Norwich have one of the best keepers for penalties. Yeah, cool. they do. Yeah. I'm not done off his But bar, barring like that, at the moment, your game week plans are a little bit up in the air, shall we say, Kylie? <laughs> <laughs> and, but your captain pick is generally would it probably be Son Salah if um, if if you don't go mad and bring in a bunch of double game weekers now to replace Kevin? Um, it's entirely possible that I could just go off the wall mad now. Um, when I was going to be conservative, I will not go into this with no double game weekers. So I will probably captain whoever I, I bring in. Um, and, and maybe that may now be Aubameyang. Um, but the fallback would be Salah. If so... Just to uh, uh, breaking news, uh, the last game of the blank game week that is going to go ahead is Tottenham versus West Ham. Norwich have beaten no Tottenham. Norwich have beaten Tottenham three two, and now Mourinho. The only thing that he wanted was to win the cup, and he's out. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm hurt um, for him. Yeah, devastated. The Marzi, what about yourself? What are your oh, game week plans? Not, to be and honest, I know this is this is a tough one though. <laughs> this is I have been thinking about wild carding, free hitting, transfers, doing sweet FA. Uh, I honestly, uh, genuinely don't know. So I'm doing it live right now as we speak to you. I'm just looking at something and I'll let you know. I'm taking KDB out and bringing Aubameyang in, and if I have the money, I do for some other double game week player. It's probably going to be what I do. And I just go with Aguero and Aubameyang, and um, and a double game with another high the City Arsenal player, and I, and that's probably what I might do because I want to attack it, but I feel I have the two best players now, Aubameyang and and Aguero. And when I looked at the wild card, yes, I like because I was able to bring Doherty and Jota in players that I wanted, but I'm selling Jimenez and I'm selling Ings, which I don't mind selling to be honest. But you know, I was selling players that. Maybe I didn't want to sell um, on the wild card, but happy with the team and set up. But now with this injury, I think most likely what I'm going to do is two, two moves. So take a hit <coughs> and bring in uh, Aubameyang and probably it will be between him and Aguero. It's going to be a really tough one because I love captaining Aguero on double game weeks. But Aubameyang is the one that is more certain to start. And I'll be relying on Aubameyang scoring 
hauling against West Ham. Whereas I can, if Aguero starts versus United and Arsenal, I can see him also hauling. So it's it's a tough one. What about you? Yeah, no, you heard it there first, folks. So um, massive game week coming up for Lacazette and Jesus. So um, <laughs> a massive double game between them coming. The uh, no, I've, 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 listen, Kevin. The Kevin news has kind of thrown me a bit, but. I think that um, probably my my captain at the moment is on Salah. Um, as much as he's a single game week player, they're home against Bournemouth, and hopefully we're going to see a response um, against them from this slump that we're in. But um, the yeah double game week players, Aubameyang, I'd love to have, but I brought in Vardy previous to finding out that all of a sudden he had an injury, and I don't like just taking him straight out again because it feels like complete waste. Um, and where he looks like he's nailed to be playing this week against Villa. So um, that would be kind of the move there. But like they've moved Kevin gone out. Pepe is an alternative, um, as is to go with Mares, um to get that Man City cover in there. But to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of torn between doing nothing this week or else maybe even doing, um, doing the free hit as much as that might sound crazy. But... Um, yeah, sometimes I just like to kind of zig when other people are zagging. But at the moment, I'm kind of on doing nothing. Doherty appeals to me, obviously, to bring in. Um, he does look fantastic, and he's getting into so many scoring opportunities that it's kind of torturous not owning on him at the moment. But with the moves, transfers, I have two free transfers, and I want to kind of probably use them on um, on double game week players. So the long and short of it is, I don't know. But... Um, but I, Kevin, Kevin, I won't. I probably won't. I, I hate selling Kevin if it's only one week. That's the only thing yeah. because I do have a lot of, of value built up there, and um, which is why the free hit kind of appeals in some ways that I'll be able to get a really good double game week team together and have Kevin coming back for me next week. But, um, but we shall thing, see. That's the thing, John. Is you know value is like much of a muchness at this stage. But if it's a player like Kevin De Bruyne that you're going, you know, you will want back straight away then it, it is relevant because if those of us who owned him early are going to be paying a whopper amount extra to get him back in. Yeah, so. no, exactly. It, it, the, the buy price will be an awful lot. Um, it will be very steep. Yeah, the interesting thing that what, what Guardiola said is he's a doubt, a doubt for the derby. If he's back for the, Ars- for the Arsenal game, yeah. would, would, you, would you sell it? No. Yeah, that's true actually. Because I Arsenal, no, I wouldn't either. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah we just it's, it's, it's we, we have a lot of we have a lot of things to do. Has an impact. Yeah, would you have considered captaining? Mind you, as the only double game week player, you were probably that's more why you were thinking Kev for the captaincy. Well, no, I just think he's so reliable anyway. So I would have happily captained him. Um, regardless, well, you wouldn't normally have captained him against Man United though. Like if oh, you had no, the no, I would, anyway. in that scenario, I would straight up captain sell it. Yeah, if it weren't a double, for mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, we have a lot of thinking to do, as you can hear, folks. That's all we got time for on tonight's show. We hope you've enjoyed it, um, our little double game week special. We have been Mars, you can find at Mars05 on Twitter. Kylie, you can find at KylieFPL. Myself, you can find at the Marple Curse. And of course, make sure you're following our group account at 3 Amigos FPL. Thanks a million for listening and best of luck in double game week 29. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we.